This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, guys, we are back. The show is back. And... I got to be honest with you. We're not used to talking the rivalry here in February on February 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 25th, whatever, uh, because right <laughs> now is the, the time where well, I will put the, but, but the rivalry is a little dormant this time of year. It kind of moves over to basketball. Don't pay attention to Michigan or Ohio state basketball this year. Nobody is and least of all the actual uh, programs themselves. Hey, but hey, I it was don't don't sell the Buckeyes short. They did just get the maybe the biggest upset win of the of the college basketball season in beating Purdue. Don't roll your eyes. They did. No, that was a I'm huge win. It. I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. it means anything. Let, let me for, ask you. I'm not saying it means let they're me going to make the tournament. Did you did you care about Ohio State before Chris Holtman ended up running this thing into the ground this year in the last year? Because I got to be honest with you, I didn't realize there were so many Ohio State basketball fans until <laughs> there uh, these Ohio State fans who never talk about Ohio State men's basketball come out of the woodworks when the program goes in the dumper, like when it's like the middle of the road, when it's like a when they're like the seventh seed. That's cool for Ohio State fans. When they're bottom of the top, this isn't a uh, this is not the Ohio <laughs> State basketball I grew up with. Like, well, I grew up with Randy Ayers, dog. All right, I grew up with Jim O'Brien. Like, I grew up with, like, once every five years you have a cold day in the sun and everyone's like, oh, it's great to be a Buckeye fan. It's it's absolutely fraudulent. I'm not saying every person who claims to be an Ohio State men's basketball fan is fraudulent. I'm just saying there are a lot of bandwagon weirdos who love to hop on when they're at their absolute best, then don't pay attention to them when it's, you know, the 7th seed, the 8th seed, the ninth seed, the Big Ten, only to come back ferociously when the program's one of the three worst, four worst in the Big Ten. <laughs> I just think that's very funny, and I just want to be very honest about this. But we also have to talk about uh, Sharon Moore's comments here. And I'll be honest with you, if Jim Arbaugh made this same uh, comment, I, I don't think I'd care as much. But uh, Gus Johnson on Saturday night asked Sharon Moore about Ohio State's recruiting prowess. And – there's this there's this narrative forming from Michiganders that, well, it doesn't matter what you do in recruiting if you can't prove it on the field. And I assure you that's not what they were saying when Ohio State was top five in every recruiting class and beating their ass for 20 years. <laughs> like Ohio State's recruiting prowess and Jim Tressel, Urban Meyer, early Ryan Day got a lot of coaches fired, not just head coaches, but assistant coaches. But uh, Sharon Moore said in response, We'll settle that in November. Spencer, your thoughts before I blow a gasket. The <laughs> my initial thought when I saw this was to laugh. Um, not because like I'm laughing at like the state of the Michigan program. They're coming off a national championship. To your point, if they want to talk, they want to talk. But more so just the the um the world we're li- the, the 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 cycle that we're now living in where it just feels like history is repeating itself only with the roles being flipped here. 
This is so much like Ryan Day. I think it was in year two that he was at Ohio State when he took over for for um, for for Urban Meyer, where he dropped the line. It was a, it was in the off season, and and it wasn't even a, he didn't say it publicly either. That was the other thing. It kind of leaked out that he said this to his team in the locker room. So he his was even a little bit different. So maybe it's not fully history repeating itself. This is just Sharon Moore, I guess, straight up asking for it. He's like, eh, I'm gonna, I don't care. I'm going to drop nukes and see how that comes back to bite me or not come back to bite me come November, I guess. But the difference in that situation was it was a private thing that Ryan Day said that leaked out of the locker room that he apparently told his guys, oh, well, because, you know, Jim Harbaugh had some things to say. And so his response was, well, we're going to drop 100 on them this year. We might drop 100 on them this year. And that became this big deal. And then Michigan fans used that against them when they finally beat them. They were like, oh, I guess you didn't drop 100 on us, blah, 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 blah. And it was this whole thing. And so they got the last laugh in that instance. And now I think I can't get over just the parallels between what's going on at Michigan right now and what's going on at Ohio State. The only difference is the year Urban Meyer left Ohio State wasn't coming off a national championship. But other than that, the parallels are so similar. It's legendary coach who everybody knows with a with a with the, one of the biggest names in the sport. He leaves and departs for whatever reason. Urban left for different reasons. Then went to the NFL later, and that was a colossal disaster. Jim Harbaugh is proven in the NFL. He goes to the NFL. He's gone. He's taken his his whole staff with him. And Jerome Moore is trying to build from the the bottom up now with his his staff and his team and all these different things. And it's just the same way. You got the coach sort of talking some shit to the to the other team, your biggest rival, which makes sense. That's going to happen, but you're doing it before you've really proven anything. And Jerome Moore, just because he thinks, well, I beat Ryan Day head-to-head already. I, I, I won that game this past November, even though we know it was Jim Harbaugh's game plan and you were just kind of doing what he was to- what he was telling you to do. And now he thinks that he has the right because they're national champions to say some, some shit like this. And, it, and, really, and what he said – wasn't really that that like harsh or severe. It was. It wasn't even close to what Ryan Day said about hanging a hundred on him. It's it's pretty mild as far as smack talk goes. Like, oh, we'll settle in November. But it's just the idea that you think you have the room to talk right now because you're a national champion. All these things when and and you think you've proven something because you filled in for Jim Harbaugh for a few games with a really really loaded Michigan team. But really, what have you proven? People have plenty of questions about you as a coach, and we don't know what this thing's going to look like with your staff gutted and everything that's kind of coming your way and, and J.J. McCarthy and all these other guys from this great team you had going to the NFL. So in a situation like that, no matter what you say, I don't care if you just say, yeah, you know, I, I don't, Ryan Day has, the, has a, uh, a Scottish Terrier. I'm not really a Scottish Terrier guy. Like, I don't care if that was the smack talk. It's like, why say anything? Why give Ohio State any sort of bulletin board material in a year where they loaded up their team and their main goal, their number one goal, like a heat-seeking missile, is we're going to beat your ass next fall. I get it. It's kind of the – it makes the rivalry more fun. And, uh, and Michigan's talking from a place where they kind of have the right to do so. But it just didn't – it doesn't make sense for me as a new, fresh coach who's taking over a program that now has some expectations to say anything of the sort. Just keep it keep it very Kevin Stefanski-like. So I will say I think Sharon Moore is going to be good for this rivalry. Because much like Jim Harbaugh, is he going to cry if he loses? He likes to talk. He does. He really loves to talk. He loves to chirp. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. It's probably going to increase the hatred between Ohio State and Michigan, which I love. That being said, my issue is I don't think Sharon Moore realizes the target on his back because Sharon Moore is like, well, I've got it made. We're coming off an Addy title. 
We, I'm a Michigan man. All right. Like I was the guy that won four of the games for the six games. Jim was suspended for, you know? So yeah, sure. Uh, all these guys got fired or sorry. All these coaches went off to the NFL. Yeah, sure. I'm replacing most of this roster, but they're going to have patience with me. And that doesn't happen at Michigan. It doesn't happen at Ohio state. Like you, you mentioned how quickly things turn. It went from people, I mean, circling the wagons around Ryan Day, say, I'm going to hang a hundred on them in a private conversation that was leaked to the media. It was, it was that. It went from that to fire this clown after two losses. That's when the fire Ryan Day stuff started, right? And then obviously he went and damn near one, beat but... damn near beat Georgia. But like I think Sharon Moore's in a much worse situation than than Ryan because yeah, there's a program built there, but like your Ryan Day can have a bad recruiting cycle because of how they use the portal and because, well, as long as you hit on two of your other recruiting classes, it's fine. Michigan, it's a steady flow of talent that needs to be coming in those doors. You can't have it. And I think, you know, like I said, I don't think Sharon realizes the target that is on his back. And it's not from Ohio State. It's not from Oregon. It's not from uh, Michigan State. No, it's from Michigan men. We've seen how they treat their own. We've seen how they treated Jim Harbaugh when six years in, they Jim Harbaugh hadn't won a national title or hadn't beat Ohio State. Like, that's the kind of thing, like, this is the kind of thing that very early on could get turned on Sharon and weaponized to him. So, like, if Sharon wins, it's not going to be an issue. But the second that you fall off that standard, Michigan fans are, are delusional right now because Michigan fans are saying, oh, we're we're totally cool. We know next year is going to be a, a rebuilding year. What about the year after that? What about the year yeah. after that? Because you don't get many gimmies in college football. And the second that Ohio State beats Sharon Moore, because right now that's what Michigan fans are hanging their hat on. Honestly, guys, that's why Sharon Moore became the head coach of, of Michigan, because he beat Ohio State as the head coach, and that put them into the Big Ten title game, which that put them into the, the college football playoffs, which allowed them to win the national championship. So I'm just here to tell you, like, keep talking, Sharon. Talk as much as you want, <laughs> because in this whole rivalry – and I don't mean this disparagingly. Yeah. I'm talking about from a resource perspective. Michigan is still David, and Ohio State is still Goliath. So you got the one time you threw the rock at the giant's head and you landed it. Cool. Now the problem is you got to do it as the guy, and it is totally different when you're yeah. the guy. And I think yeah. that's very fascinating. I, I don't think I, I think there's a lot of mess being talked about Michigan. They've earned the right. Good. Good for you, Booby. You won a national title. Let me pat you on the head. You got your first national title in damn near 30 years. It took you damn near 30 years to get it, but good for you. But yeah. man, I'm telling you, you talk this. It, it's different when a Michigan fan talks you and me smack than when a head coach goes on the record. And, and the funny thing is, oh, we'll settle that in November. Okay. Yes, we will. <laughs> Remember, that quote only goes on the back of T-shirts. That only goes on Nike slogans. It only becomes great and infamous if you actually settle it on the field unless you get settled yourself. It, it feels very much like the, the year where they had those unfinished business T-shirts that they printed and then they lost like three or four games and it was just like completely useless. Like, yeah, you're right. It, that only means something right now when you, you're sitting from a place where you're high and mighty on your pedestal 
if you lose that game, what is, what does that even mean? Like, what does that quote do for you down the line here? Once, uh, if you lose to Ohio State, I, and, and to your point too, I think Sherrell Moore has the same dilemma that Ryan Day has. He's not a Michigan guy. And what has Michigan done in, in, in most most times where they had to hire head coach? They've tapped the well of Michigan men that have gone through the program and they've hired that guy. And for Ohio State, it was a, it was the same thing for a while until they finally realized like, oh, we can find these other coaches that are going to be good for us who aren't necessarily Ohio State guys. And, and Urban Meyer comes in and he wasn't an Ohio State guy and he leaves the program to New Heights. And, and that he's just one of, of several. But they kind of embraced that earlier on. And that is the reason like people use that against Ryan Day. They're like, well, he's not even an Ohio State guy. Why do we care about him? But the difference is, to your point, Ryan Day can tout these top recruiting classes every year. They're, they're usually one, two, or three every single year with their recruiting classes. And as long as they can do that, they have that over Michigan. Michigan's usually a pretty has pretty good recruiting classes. They're usually maybe like top 15, top 10 in a good year. But they're, they're not at the level that Ohio State is. And so that's one of the reasons why you don't shake things up and fire Ryan Day versus Sheryl Moore, like his bar is now set at, okay, we just won a national championship. He's right. He might get some leeway. He might get a, a little bit of a leash here, especially this this next year because you're coming off of that high and they're not just going to fire you after a year after they brought you on. But you're right. Next year is the key. 2025 is the key. What does this look like when you're recruiting the kids? What does this look like after a potential loss to Ohio State? Are you going to lose two years in a row or are you going to bounce back and get them that next year with your own recruits coming in? Because these things take time. And sometimes in a program like that, they don't give you the time that you think you're going to have to build it. Well, and I just think like at Ohio State, the expectation is every single year you have to be in the playoffs. You have to beat Michigan. And I think Michigan's barometer for now is well, I, you just got to beat Ohio State, and now it'll be like just be in the playoffs, right? Instead of being like a top-four seed, just beat Ohio State and see if you can get in the playoffs. I think that changes. I think the farther you get away from a championship, um, I think the more ravenous your fans get to be, especially if Ohio State won next year, it puts the, the onus and the pressure right back on Michigan. Yeah, And so I'll be honest with you, I – I think it's I think it's I thought it was tough to win at Ohio State as a first time head coach with Ryan Day. And we've seen some of that bear fruit with his relationship in the the Michigan Ohio State rivalry. I also think it's even harder to be a first time head coach at Michigan. And it doesn't mean it won't work. I mean Lloyd Carr did it, right? Like uh uh, uh Beckler did it. First time head coaches at those spots. But here's the thing about that. Um this is a new era. And I just, I think there's going to be a lot of buyer's remorse for Sharon very early on. And I don't think they helped him by not running a legitimate search. Their search was, uh, Jim, is he going to the NFL? Okay, cool. Sharon, you're the head well, coach. And it doesn't mean he doesn't earn. It's not about yeah. deserving because every, there's 10 guys that deserve any job. In it. Luke Fickles deserved the job 10 times over now, right? And he hasn't gotten it yet. So Mike Frabel was a guy who had a realistic chance. Like Mike Frabel could have been one of those guys that 2018, 2019 window, if he didn't get the Tennessee job, could have been the guy to replace Urban. So I just think you look at this and I'm like, I think you're going to get to a point next year that if let's say you're an eight-win team and you lose to Ohio State and you're not in the playoffs, 
I think you're going to see the buyer's remorse right there. People saying, well, yeah. well, maybe we should have run a more robust search. Like, look at what Alabama did with Kalen DeBoer, a yeah. guy who had no ties to that school. Now, that doesn't mean that's the right way, but I'm just saying this is how people – this is how we think as fans in media yeah. when I, all of a sudden you get that first taste of maybe not meeting the expectations. I, I don't, I'll, Real quick here before we take a break, I'll, the only thing I'll say is that's the one thing I don't necessarily blame, blame Michigan fully for is not running a full search this time around because, to your point, theoretically, you're Michigan. Like, you could go run a search and pluck any of these coaches from any of these schools – give them a job and you know it's it's that other school's problem that they have to figure out what they do because so i don't necessarily want to use the excuse of like well it was really late in the process so you don't want to go take a coach and find someone but i, but I do think an emotional that, decision it yeah. was an well, emotional well, decision based but, in the afterglow you but, don't listen you don't you don't make decisions in the post nut clarity phase of life you just don't do it yeah no right I, you, I, have, I, you have to give yourself time <laughs> Yeah, I gotta I gotta recoup before round two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, but that too that, that might be what they're doing though. They're like, yeah, let's just sit for a beat and then we'll 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 assess the situation next year before. So anyway, um, let's have no. a cigarette and let's think about how great <laughs> the that cigarette was. is. Sharom is is yeah. Sharom Moore. No, I, honestly, I, no. Think about it. You don't engage post coital. You you don't you don't <laughs> lay there it both sweaty and all glistening and and satisfied. Then go. You know, we should get married. No, you let it breathe. <laughs> all right. You wait till well, a couple days later, and if you still feel like you want to marry the other person, well, then you marry them. I don't. I don't know if I, I. I have no response to this anymore. My my take is not mute. It's uh, it means nothing because there's just there's literally no response to this analogy that you just brought to the table. So I'm just gonna just gonna sit on that one. I'm just gonna That's let it be. Probably fair. Uh, you never know if the wife is going to be watching this. No, 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 and- no. I'm not even talking about anything inappropriate. I meant like my response to the Shrew Moore thing. Like you just completely just bulldozed my entire case. Why I thought Michigan. Like how am I supposed to respond to that? That that uh, is the greatest analogy that can ever be made. So I guess I I lost this one. So listen, make it a video. Some, you win some, you lose some. I lost this one, Nick. Congratulations. Nick right, was one, this, Spencer German zero today. I want this titled Sharon Moore and Post Nut Clarity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We got one more segment to go. And uh, Sharon Moore might have been too honest there. A legendary college football coach. Uh, chose honesty and maybe a bit of a cop-out. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. 